this is crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Good tell for you me, guys. tell me, they, tell me. If anyone's watching podcasts and figuring out what to actually watch, it's these guys because they're doing proper, <laughs> proper research. Rock Nation, welcome back to episode 66 of the 505 Podcast. Today we welcome a special guest. He's a filmmaker, director, agency owner, all-around social media beast. He's got blonde hair and jumps out of planes on Mondays just for fun. Please welcome Jeremiah Davis. Yeah, yeah. Now, he's already managed to get a practice run in, so I want you to give us the one-handed crack, please. With grip tape. With grip tape. With grip tape. It's actually oh, harder with grip tape, by the way. It, that was pretty good. I spin also, it, spin I also it. was making eye contact with Spin you it, which time. is even more impressive. Yeah, that was the like oh, the, full oh, 90. You like that? Oh, Jeremiah. <laughs> so you've made a little <laughs> pivotal mistake there. See that dent? Nah. Size dude. of the Grand Canyon <laughs> on the side? You're making things up. That's going to dock you to a 4.9, but I'm really happy to have you. 4.9? You can't get above a 5 if you dent it. Uh, okay, it just yeah. happens. But a bunch of rules that he makes up on the spot. He just makes up rules just so he can stay on the top. 10s don't exist. I've never given a 10. What do you give yourself? Depends. I mean, I'm pretty great at it. So he nines boosts, and eights. He boosts his yeah. stuff. Eights and nines mostly. <laughs> have you dented a can before? Oh yeah. You know, even Jordan had off nights, but like, <laughs> I just have to keep going and just show up the next day and be persistent. This is wild. You guys and just keep being great. You guys enjoy your your can opening. You know, I might even drink it unless you if you don't no, want no, it. No, no, enjoy your water. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, dude, how was Hong Kong? Hong Kong was lit. Yeah, it was great. Also, nice. give me context. Obviously, we're talking to creators. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your podcast for five seconds. Give me the elevator pitch. I'll give you an elevator ones. pitch. Okay, so we started this podcast for our younger selves, basically. So I think Sick. when we were coming up, there was nothing like this of just helping people and giving out really useful information. And so we listen to our audience pretty well. We bring on amazing guests that are all in different sectors of the space. So you'll have like, you know, you're in filmmaking and music and concerts, whatnot. We'll have like a guy that's in tech or like a, a YouTuber. It really doesn't, sports. you know, all kinds of different avenues. And so people can listen and be like, oh, like that's a job. Like I really like this guy's work or this Set. girl's work. I might pop in. So got yeah. it. But from like a speaking to your younger self perspective. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Totally and, and, and current. I think that a, cool. a lot of them are, some are full time. Some are just starting. So all avenues of the journey. Sex. Yeah. Epic. And then briefly, how did you guys all meet? Ooh. Me and Braden, or me and Chase met first at school in, in Wisconsin. And, and then Braden and I met, I slid into his DMs on TikTok. TikTok. And then oh, yeah, became buddies. Sick. Hell yeah. Okay. Hong Kong, we can get it. <laughs> yeah. um, Hong Kong was lit. It was, uh, it actually was fun because I stayed for the tourism board, which oh, cool. like it was, it was actually, we landed, uh, we landed, play the show and the guys flew out. It, and it was like, we weren't supposed to enjoy Hong yeah. Kong. And I, I had actually been to Hong Kong one other time, but I had never, like, I didn't even know it. I was like, oh, it's my first time to Hong Kong. And Danilo was like, you've been here before with me. <laughs> I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, we drove in at night. I was like, I would remember the skyline walking in. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, we drove in at night. We went to an arena, played a show, and then we drove out. So I was like, I didn't, even, and it was a part of like an aggressive tour. That yeah. was like, just not even coherent. So, um, yeah, so this one was supposed to be that. I reached out to the tourism board. I was like, I'm going to be here shooting this festival. Can you guys want to do something? And I was actually the first uh, first influencer that they had hired directly in their agency since the pandemic. Jacob wow. Riglin actually was working with an outside agency for the tourism board, which was their first influencer. So I was like the first direct person, which nice. was crazy. And it was a total, it was a DM to the tourism board. Wow. And it was like, fill out this form. Also really crazy. Hong Kong Tourism Board, Hong Kong in general, right? It's like super under under wraps. They like send you like, thank you for messaging us. Like by doing so, you're agreeing to the following terms. And they send you a term sheet in their DM. And it's like, I don't even know what it says, but it's like, you signed it's, it, it's but you crazy. Signed it. I didn't sign it. I don't know. It's just it's like, you're here. You're agreeing to this. Oh my God. And I was like, this is intense. And they're like, yeah, fill out this influencer, like this creator form. And I filled it out and then got on an email and then it just went from there and it turned into like a great campaign that I also shot mostly on a phone, which was awesome. Wow. And you were there solo, but I noticed that you had shots of yourself like chilling that you obviously didn't film yourself. So yeah. did you link with other creators out there? Yeah. On, honestly, it was like Jacob. I was fully prepared to go just rogue solo by myself because I had just done that on our Japan trip. I stayed extra mm. and uh, Jacob Riglin was there with a guy named Hugo 
Hugo visuals or whatever on Instagram. And he's like the local Hong Kong creator that does like a lot of DJI campaigns. And he was like, so like, kind of like start, like imagine just being like a master, dedicating your life to creator world, but you never get to meet people from Los mm. Angeles or whatever. So he was like, there's these like Jacob from London and Jeremiah from LA. And uh, he was super hyped. He had just ran around with Jacob to do his video deliverable. I was like, I don't need anyone to like edit or do anything, but if you want to kick it, like you're more than welcome to. Um, and he ran with me. It was ended up being 10 times more helpful because he just spoke the language and yeah. knew how to get on all the taxi stuff. So I was like, I made the the deliverable of like, oh, like transportation is like amazing and easy. And it's normally stressful. And I was like, as I was making it, I was like, I'm going to stick with this narrative. But it was easy because I had this kid <laughs> like, live there. You're signing. You're like yeah. signing to the guy. Yeah. I normally, I'm like, I'm even in New York, I'm like, a, I'm helpless in the subway and train system. I like, was so lost when yeah. I went to New York. Dude. Subway's tough. Subway's, I feel like after a few days, you kind of start to get the hang of it. Yeah. And then you leave. Yeah, then you're gone before you can really get into it. I remember being in New York one time. I was like trying to get to dinner, and I realized after 30 minutes, I was literally going the complete opposite direction. I was like, "This is great." In Peru, I had to do taxis, and I didn't really speak Spanish. I knew like derecha was right, and they didn't know where shit was. I'd be trying to get home like two in the morning, and I'd be like derecha, derecha, and then it'd be like a left, and I'd be like. No, there is. <laughs> Point that way. It's like fuck. I can't remember. What it was no, so stressful. I can't believe I got home every night. Dude. I just like hammered, just like trying to figure out Spanish with these taxi drivers. That's funny. terrible. When we uh, when we met for drinks yeah. in Canada, you were telling me how like it's such a hack if you're going abroad on tour to like extend your trip because yeah. you have your flight already covered, which is like a huge part of the expense. Yeah, that's been a big thing of mine. This like last year like after pandemic i was like all right how do i like i did the tour thing because it was an amazing opportunity i did it like hyper aggressively because it was like a moment with social being what it was all the opportunity was kind of flowing through and i was like i'm just gonna dive in head first and then i like strategically kind of restricted myself back now coming into it again i'm like all right instead of 40 artists let's work with three and if you know like and what why are we doing like just answering the why we talked about it a little bit of yeah. just like reshaping stuff instead of like i think everyone this is something i give my younger self is and what i'm learning now is like just because something isn't what it like what you want it to be it's like well why don't you just or what you originally thought it was if it's still a good thing reframe it to still service you right and a lot of that is just it's as cheesy as it is but it's just reframing your mind like if you got into podcasting to make money and also to like hang out with friends and and make something cool to look back on then great but then like if you end up not ever making money and you're like busting your ass on this podcast, it's like, okay, it's not making me money, but it's only take, how do we make this like only an hour of, out of my day? Mm. And then it's like worth it. And it's still an enjoyable thing to me, but it's it's not worth it now. Cause it's like taking up five hours of my week and it's not making me money. And that's the miserable part. So it's like, what if this podcast was just 30 minutes and it was fun and it was for fun and that's it. And you don't cancel the podcast and you just keep it going for <laughs> right. fun. You know, whatever, that's, that's an example. But anyways, touring, yeah, I've been like, Japan was a perfect example. I stayed an extra three weeks and went on a ski trip with an old college buddy I hadn't seen. And I hear the skiing out there is just insane. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, I had, I mean, there was a historic snow season and I like on top of that went to Japan and, and ripped and like scored. It was like four days of just powder riding. And it, it, I, I don't remember the first time I felt snow or experienced snow. And this is what I imagine it to be because mm. it was a totally different, it was a totally different texture experience, weight, sound when you're riding on it. And it was just like this, you almost had to relearn how to ride. I feel like the California crazy. kids, we go up to Big Bear for the, for the first time. I remember going with my mom and like, we go to ski and then, or snowboard and it's just ice. And you're like, okay, this is what it is. This right. is California skiing, right. baby. Like, right. here we go. <laughs> like It's just yeah. ridiculous. I get what you're saying though. It's like, it's so important to just make it worth it for you. You're like, I could be burnt out, but like, if I fucking make it awesome for me, and then it'll be like, it's the same thing when like someone hits you up for a video and they're like, film our construction site. And you're like, I don't want to do that at all, but I do want 20 grand. So like, <laughs> if, I, if you pay me 20 grand, I'll do it. You know, like make it worth it for yourself or else don't do totally. it. Totally. Or yeah. outsource. Or outsource. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, it's hard, like the construction thing's easy because you're like, I don't really want to do this, so what's the dollar amount that makes yeah. it worth it? And you're like, right. oh, 20 grand, and then you're like, really, you're gonna say yes? You're <laughs> right. like, I'm stoked now. <laughs> right. like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the biggest construction fan right. ever. Right. You, know? you roll up with a hard hat. <laughs> yeah, whatever you need me to do, man. you're gonna pay me 20 grand, let's rip. But with like music stuff, it's so like emotional and relational, and it's this big operation. You're just one small fish in the big wheel, and it's like, it's like, 
you feel bad for being like, hey, can you extend my flight out? The thing you already have booked, can you go back mm-hmm. in and whatever? And they're like, yeah, there's gonna be like a change fee. And you're like, yeah, I'll cover it. They're like, okay, how are you gonna invoice for that? I'm like, I'll invoice for it. And you're just creating like a headache for these people. And it's an ask. And I was very scared of those asks. And now I'm just like, I'm asking, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is great. Yeah, you're putting yourself first and like making the making yeah. those opportunities And at the end of the day, you're still making what they need and yeah. you're just, you know, it's a new communication line. Is the extending travel, like what other ways have you, um, I guess, changed up the way you're moving in like your business side of things as like making it work for yourself? Yeah, um, I think that, I think like figuring out what you're passionate about. And like again, like I also saw that it was a podcast like Jay Shetty and someone was like your, your work, like we try to put our purpose with our job. Mm. And I, I'm just, I literally saw that like last night before we were going to sleep. Prepping for the pod, having yeah. what's that? Yeah. You're prepping. prepping for the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what's yeah. a good? Uh-huh. <laughs> what are some good, some really? good quotes I can throw out there? Just I'm just quoting Jay Shetty as my own. <laughs> oh, pod. People are like, wow, this Jeremiah Davis guy is this so philosophical. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like it was some other guy that was on his podcast, but he's just like your your purpose doesn't have to be driven in or like rooted in your job. And I'm very much in that where I was like this this is it. It's my vehicle to live the life I want to live. Um, and he kind of like doubles down on that. It can be the vehicle that allows you to like pay for the life you want to live, but maybe you don't really like enjoy your job, but it allows you to chase your dreams. But just because you have a job that you don't like, doesn't mean you can't go chase your dreams or your job doesn't align with your dreams, whatever. Well, sorry. The question was, I guess just like how, how have you reframed your work life? I, I think like the, just like processing what I'm passionate about. I think that I had a real moment in like 2019. It was like, all right, Cinema 40, this is how the future of mm. um, like recaps and being like, you you gotta become this next level animator now. It's not just about like raw capture and capturing like authentic moments with an artist and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't wanna edit more. Like, I don't wanna be on my computer anymore. And I was like, therefore I will be a less than creator from a technical skill and i was like are you okay with that and that was like a hard pill to swallow because you're just like concerned like are you gonna go extinct are you gonna be valuable or whatever and i was just like i'm i'm willing to eat that like if i go extinct in the creator world because i can't do cinema i was like i can direct it i can sit in the and i can like i know what real ass are and i know the length like the lingo but anyways i just like really top level was like what do i want to do in this process and i think that's what got me here after college i had a moment with myself like leaving college getting into shooting and that steered me in the right path and i had to do it again like four or five years later so i think that's kind of where i'm creating space just being hyper real with myself yeah and you brought up directing you also brought up cinema 4d the new music video that you direct Holy for the chain smokers the ai stuff that's <laughs> in there is like absolutely Fucking nuts bonkers um i wanted to ask about that whole process and like directing music videos but the cinema, like that, the AI stuff, like how did you find that kid Yeah. to, and like how did you come up with the concept of like, oh, this is gonna be that cool thing that we do on the drop for the music video? Yeah, so I think top level creatively, it was like, there was no lyrics in the drop. And so there needed to be some sort of like uh, visual pool. Mm. Um, and it was also like we're doing this thing where it's like it's called like a visualizer and it's just the label's way of saying can we get a cheap music video um (laughs) but i'm really and then i have to hold the line and not get walked on where it's like they're like hey can can drew just show up and also this is how some of my best videos have been made it's like uh can you just go walk around handheld with drew around the pier and film him shooting in LA and we'll toss you like a little bit of a bigger rate because it's gonna be part of a bigger video and we need more assets, whatever. And you're like, yeah, cool. Then they like CC 10 people. There's a featured artist, there's a creative director is like, what if we get a car and we do this and we mount GoPros on the on the roller coaster uh, and you do that. And I'm like, yo, we're not permitting any of this. Yeah. And now there's a shot list and creative direction and there's like all this input and you're like, as long as you guys are okay knowing that we're gonna get shut down at any moment, you know, that's not me. You might end up with not a video, whatever. I was like, I'm cool to go run and do that, which most people aren't. Um, I think where the label wins and where I get pushed creatively is like, you're kind of put in a sink or swim environment where it's like, yo, you're at the pier, you're running gun, you're handheld, you know, 
uh, makes up the Nepic and where the label really wins is like, I don't want to just shoot Drew walking around. I want right. to, like, if I'm going to put something out, that's how I did the hope video. Um, it's got, I don't know, it's got like a hundred and something million views, but it's like, it's probably my most like artistic creative mm-hmm. development. And it was, Drew was like, I want to lay on the floor, just top down bird's eye view. And I'm going to sing the song to the camera. It's not a music video. It's not a visualizer. It's not supposed to be really cool. It's just like another piece of content. Cause we got to be pushed. And this is four years ago. They're like, we just need, we need like a lyric video. We need a you like a music video. And then we just need like other YouTube videos to be posting about the song that are like just another thing to remind people to watch it again. And, uh, I was like, I don't want to shoot Drew just like mm. staying on the floor. And so, well, and Drew was like, that's all I have time and capacity for. Cause it's our one day in LA and like, it's all I have. I was like, okay, so what can I do with Drew laying on a floor? And so I put him on like a roller board and then we put Alex and the feature artists on. And then I had people like choreograph, move them around. And we created this like really crazy like video that ended up being like a music video. And it like played in the Sony, uh, skyscraper in, in, um, in Manhattan or whatever, like at the label when you walked in. Uh, but anyways, like the, 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 AI thing came about, like, I think, uh, his name's lucky wacky mm-hmm. and he's this kid from Poland. I I'm convinced he doesn't speak English because <laughs> he takes two days to respond, mm. which means he's totally transcribing my, <laughs> your emails. I also think he's just blowing up. He's popping. Mm. Um, and he's, he's pumping out a ton of videos, he's getting better and better with every single one. And, uh, and uh, I mentioned that to someone from the label and they're like, yeah, we had this other kid that we worked with on AI, same thing. He would never get on a phone call with us. And we're like, yo, it's okay if you don't. And he's like, he spoke broken English, but it was like, he didn't, he wasn't, he didn't want to get on the phone. Great but, animator. Which, <laughs> great <laughs> animator. But what, I mean, I don't, I don't know, you know, their language, so I can't expect yeah, them to yeah, know ours, facts. but um, yeah, that that's interesting. It's like super slow and you're kind of like, this is dicey. Like I got a hard deliverable and I'm like selling them on it. Uh, thankfully this one, like we got him like paid properly. Cause the first one I was like, yo, let's just collab, do whatever you want. And it was an up and down video I had him do as well. And it was like way more like of a lighter lift. Um, but I found him from, uh, just like algorithm stuff. Like Alex, uh, from Chainsmokers was like, you, you, we need AI. Like you have to integrate AI. Um, I think it's more of like the, the buzzword of saying like, we used AI mm-hmm. in this video or like, what was that? Oh, it was AI. Even if it wasn't cool, um, just to do it. And that's like the hype, right? Like you see all these like products coming out. They're like, and it's with AI capable. You're like, this is a vacuum. Like, right. what, what, is, <laughs> what is this? You know? Um, so anyways, I, I, I think I just was like diving deep and my algorithm just started pumping people. And I was like, oh, this is like a creator kid walking around like his hometown with the 360 camera mm-hmm. just making his own videos. And so I was like, I got this video and I usually have the video done and I'm like, I need these sections done. Do whatever you want. You know, that was kind of like up and down. I was like, do whatever you want. And then, uh, I sort of like trim, trim out the parts that I don't like. Um, yeah. But yeah, a few things there. Like, first of all, going back to the hope video, you did like the crazy lighting thing. I can picture the video in my, that was fucking, it's, it's so cool that you're saying like, they're asking for like a visualizer and you're like, you're inserting yourself and you're like, yeah, but I'm going to make it fucking cool or else it's not worth my time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, all of a sudden you're just like a fucking epic music video director because you chose to be when they asked you to do something, you know what I mean? It's like, make something dope because you know, why not? What was that first one, Jeremiah, that you ever did for them? Um, like, like a, like a, a music video. Cause yeah. you know, you, you go on tour with them, you're just doing recaps yeah. and whatnot, creating all the content. And then how does the combo go of like, Oh shit, we have a music video next week. Jeremiah, do you want to do it? Yeah, it was uh it was probably Beach House, I think. Okay. Which was right before Beach House and Hope were like back to back. I was gonna ask, is that your voice in the beginning? Uh, at the beginning no, it's not. But dude, everyone <laughs> has you have you gotten asked that before? <laughs> I went asked that and like I think it's this other person, and then everyone thinks like it's people in the crew and everyone's yeah. trying to guess, and it ended up being it's uh actually I'm blanking on who it is. I think it's it's a female songwriter. Um, that's uh, yeah. I don't think you understand how long I've been that's waiting to so ask you that funny, question. Dude. I'm not even like years. I think <laughs> yeah. it's I think it's I think it's someone yelling. You had one job. Yeah, you it sounds just like yeah. you. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's either Sergio or this guy. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, I was really hoping you were like, yeah, yeah. that'd be great. That's my that's my that's my goal. That you get a point on the song. Yeah, yeah. hella royalties. Yeah. 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 Did you have a lot of time for it or what? Because videos. You, yeah, had you done music no. videos in the past too? So. 
so i mean like i have yeah yeah like loosely yes yeah. like actually the first paid travel project i had ever done was a music video in india oh, when i was cool. a junior in college and i left halfway through my finals week respect <laughs> um and it was like 500 dollars plus all the travel and whatever and it was a guy i met at my brother's wedding it was like the craziest That's thing sick but hope one was shot i had the video turned into them literally I, I mean i just i was buzzing off of what we shot it also was like full takes so, and we only had like three full takes of, we had full, three full takes and then we had like two extra clips of like different angles. And it was like, I just mashed it together through a quick color thing on it and send it over. And they were like, yeah, this is sick. We, we call those late night hours, sketch boy hours. So do you, are you a sketch boy hours kind of guy? Or are you waking up early? I am the sketch boy. You are. Nice. We'll get you a hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I mean, but in 2019, I was like going to sleep at like 4am more Jesus. often than like anything before 12. Do you like that? Do you like staying up late? I'm starting to not, but I, I think with like a big hack for me was like being okay with it. And I think we're in this it's more now than ever because everyone's got. Po- also, I feel like you guys should start all your podcasts with that guy that says another white guy with a podcast. I'm a Mac. We're two Mexican. Okay, great. Yeah, <laughs> come on. I'm the only white guy. Yeah, we only got one white guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're cultured. Yeah, I, I feel like I was like, damn, I can never go on a podcast yeah. ever again. That's what I tell my girlfriend every time she gives us. She's like, just three white guys talking. It's like. They're two Mexicans. <laughs> all right. I'm figure the only white Garcia, one. You love Garcia, me. So dude. like, yeah, figure it out. That's so funny. Uh, anyway, sorry. That was a little ADD thought. But, um, <laughs> we all got it. No, yeah. You're, you're at a good table yeah, for good that. You're in good company. Yeah. Um, what, sorry. What are we talking about? <laughs> what did I ask? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, oh, damn man. it. Oh, oh yes, I, yes, my, yes. Reese, Reese, like my producer, was like, early on, I, I kind of like, I originally hired him. I was like, yo, you're going to handle invoices and be my bounce board for ideas when I come home off tour to like help pitch new brands to get more work in. But like when I leave, you're developing the ideas I said into like pitch decks. And so he was like, I was struggling. I was so mad at myself. I was like, I can't edit during the day. I was like, live it. I was, I was sitting at a coffee shop trying to edit. I would, I would stay there for two hours and do like 15 seconds on a video. And then leave and go back to my house do 15 seconds on a video for another two three hours then go somewhere else to like try to mix it up and i was like i edited 30 seconds 40 seconds of a video in like an eight hour period i was like this is unacceptable and then i would take a break and relax kind of like give up and then i would go sit down at like 11 to 4 and i would crush like four videos wow and then reese is like why do you just give up on the day like go live your life and then just work and whenever whenever you want to work and i was like he's like give yourself two weeks to four weeks to do this. And I spent a month basically just like waking up, hanging out with friends, surfing, longboarding, like just living the dream. I lived on the boardwalk in Venice. I was just like creating my own content, doing whatever, like doing Instagram stories, going to people's houses, like day parties and whatever. And then at night I was just an animal Mm -hmm. and I would send, I would send like an email like five in the morning sometimes to Reese. (laughs) And I'd be like, here's this client's this, 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 we need this back. This is a version one. The audio is pretty shit. So we're going to have to reshoot that. And I would just send these dense things (laughs) and he would wake up at six and then he would get to it and then like pump it out to clients like seven or eight in the morning. So then when they're in at nine, they're like, we're top of uh, Mm. top of the list. He would work to like noon and take like a two hour break. I would wake up at noon or one go straight into email and he would hand off me and like, Hey, this is where we're at with this, blah, blah, blah. We need these revisions came back. I'd wake up at noon, have my schedule for the night and then go live my life for the day. That's it was, it. it's a crazy concept, in, but that's that was my dream. No, shift, seriously. Dude. In March of 2015, there's an Instagram photo of you and Reese and Reese is on a whiteboard and he's drawing squares. And so how did that relationship what year? 2015, I creeped. I went all the way down. Dude. That's deep. Yeah. Deep. No, <laughs> I had damn. to. I mean, I, I researched. Do you have the photo. Yeah, I do. Throw me the phone. I'd love to see it. I, I mean, we've my had it, too. I literally, funny story, I, I bought Reese a whiteboard because I was like, I throw so much information at you. Mm. I feel like you just need to whiteboard it. Mm-hmm. So then when I walk away, I know it's written down somewhere. Wow, you That's screenshotted awesome. it and everything. Oh, yeah, I did. I'm glad you did. This is great. Yo, the, you know what's crazy? Uh-huh. This is actually in, we're in college here. And at APU, right? Or no, yeah. APU, okay. Match. I'm trying to read what's on it because it's like match cut and something. You had like I think I, I think this is APU. Uh UX oh oh matchsticks. This is crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Good tell for you guys. me, tell me, if, tell me. If anyone's watching podcasts and figuring out what to actually watch, it's these guys because they're doing proper <laughs> Let's go. proper research. Um 
this is a crazy story. I'm going to give you the the fastest version possible. I studied abroad in Fiji for five months, my sophomore year of college. I met this guy named Kian. He was from Australia living in Fiji, working for a company, like a telecom company, and they were knocking off Tinder in 2014, 13 for all of Southeast Asia. Oh, (laughs) shit. Called Matchsticks. (laughs) 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 That's a great name. That's a great name. So I I leave and I hang out and like... you're going to, I'm the only non there's like some study abroad kids and everyone's out partying on like, you know, 50 cent beers because mm. they're super cheap. And I just wanted to surf and like, wasn't into partying. And then it was like me and my friend, one other friend. And I, we didn't like hang out with people and like locals didn't have the finances you had. So like, they just weren't like down to go send surf missions and rent boats and whatever. And so we, uh, I ended up meeting this guy, Kian. We went scuba on a scuba diving trip. We ended up hanging out every single weekend after that. And um, I get back to LA and I was like, yo, you guys, how is this going? Like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I feel, and I just like pitched him on something. And they were like, yeah, we need this like explainer video. And it was like an animated bit. And I didn't know how to animate. But my brother, who I had, the reason why I filmed today, um, was like a really, really good animator. And I was like, and he was like crushing the explainer. He was like the brand ID explainer. Like, this is who we are. And like for all corporations. And I was like, hey, I've got this client. And they were like, I think they were sending, giving, me, giving us like anywhere from like eight to $12,000 like animation budgets. I was giving my brother like four or five. Um, and I was keeping the rest. But I, I was like the producer building the creative. I kid you not. He gave us, the app wasn't even in, invented. It was a 90 page document. And it was like a, it was like a, like a, like a spider layout so it was like shit it was like page one through 10 here and then like 15 through 20 went there and 20 through or 30 through 40 went there and then you know you're going down to 50 and 60 and it was like the integration of how you would swipe fuck and so it's like if you tap on the top right of page 14's button that's (laughs) gonna send you to page 93 (laughs) so we were animating the app as if it was already made and they were like far out from production like they hadn't made the app wow and so we're working with like the developers and being like yeah if you click click that button then page 94 needs to open up i was taking all the notes and my brother could just go in and be like i'm like hey here's just the pages you need whatever anyways that was a client and i think that was one of our bigger projects and i brought reese to be like i need you to help me map this out and reese just like went straight to the the thing and he, me and Reese have this weird thing where like I'm so scatterbrained and have all these like great top level ideas and the dream and creative and then he's like alright this is how we logistically get it done that's huge you need one of those guys yes. dude. everyone needs a Reese well, that is literally yeah, my tagline yeah, seriously, I've we, said this on every podcast we, everyone needs a Reese we got a good Reese shout out Reef yeah, <laughs> Our, yeah, right. shout out Reef but um, tell me when you guys do team up right because I think a lot of creatives they're going solo for years and years and years until right. maybe they get one big budget and they're like, okay, let me bring on the That's team. That's a problem. That is a problem because I think that as you're getting better projects and you bring better people on, you're able to make yeah. better content that in turn gets you more higher paying work. When you bring Reese on, is it very collaborative between you two? You guys obviously go way back. So is it very collaborative between you two? How does, you know, how does bringing him on elevate all the stuff that you guys end up doing moving forward? Yeah, I, th- I think it's important that two things one everyone realizes that you're not that cool Mm. right and like sometimes clients want you to be the guy and on screen and then sometimes people just want you to hold a camera and get the job done 90 percent of creators don't actually know that back half because they've never like worked at an ad agency or just been like a cog in the wheel uh and then the second thing is like if you're working with other people find someone that does not want to be you right right so like when I'm like, so, you know, I'll like say, Hey, I need an assistant. And you get all these people that are like, I've, this is my gear. I'll be your assistant. You're like, I need someone to like sweep my floor of my house, you know, like in, in like <laughs> get a C stand every time right. I'm, and I also don't want to see you, you know, it's like when I'm gone, you're just taking care of my, you know, like, like, you know, and like there's a, someone out there that's like, yeah, I'd love to have like a, a dope creative space to use when you're not there and I'll clean it and organize it and I'm going to get paid and then I get to use it. Someone's out there that's like that and it's like, that's a hard person to find. But if you're anyways, listening and that sounds right, like you. Yeah, DM. I mean, I don't actually need that, but like you get the point. But like, um, uh, we can give Keon to you for an hour. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Saw, dude. <laughs> um, like uh, Reese just like um, doesn't want to be me. 
and I don't want to be him. And we respect each other from like creative standpoints. And we also rely like immensely on um, just like communication. We both went to school for, for communications. Mm. Reese really like zoned in on like the interpersonal side of it. And uh, I think early on we were just like, yo, at any point that this becomes like not fun or damaging our relationship, let's just walk away from it. At the time, like we weren't making like good money and it was like, nothing's worth that more. And people say that, and we said it, we're like, people say that, but no one actually does it. And I was like, if we don't have like a real conversation once a year about this, then like someone's lying to the other person. And so we'd always just like check in and whatever. And like reason we lived together from college to like four years after. And he's like, yo, I got to move out of the house. Like you go till four thinking about your, cause this is your life. You know, like you're in it, you're, you're in it, you're filming it, you're interacting with it. Like you're on tour, you're just buzzing off this thing. And you're like, that's not me. Like I'm, nine to five in LA and I love my life and I don't want your life at all. But like, he's like, I'm, I'm mentally checked out at 8 PM and I'm in bed by like nine 30 or 10. And I was like, dude, you got to get out of here. <laughs> Cause I, I will talk his head off. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah, so yeah, he's, he's just super talented and like, uh, has seen also if you're like a creator that's listening. It's like being a producer for other talented people is super valuable. Like, I feel like if you, like if you have a music video, you have a big commercial going on. I also don't know what you do, so. <laughs> I should like car commercials. Oh, hell yeah, yeah, sick. But it's like, you should hire, you should hire like your homies to be a producer. Like, I know you're an amazing director, right. but I just want you to be like the logistics brain. And like, if, as long as you know that they can make the documents and templates and whatnot, um, it's awesome. Like, I, I think more people need to take a producer role and just be like, I'm not gonna touch camera, but I'm just gonna make sure you're feeling good. And I know exactly how you need to be feeling, you know? <laughs> yeah, we worked on a project together, what was it, last summer? Last, last summer, yeah. And I didn't really understand how important it was or really what a producer actually did. And it's so nice having a solid producer because if they can handle all the logistics. Flights, travel, you're hotel. Able, yeah, you're able to focus way more on the creative and Bread, do your job better. Calling us and bitching at us that we're spending Constant. too much on meals. So He's like, breakfast, dude, under a hundred bucks. I'm like, I just spent 350 yeah, on, on, yeah. on baguettes, <laughs> fuck. Like you spent this <laughs> much on what? Yeah, okay. just crying at us all the time. But he kept, hey, he kept, it, he kept the glue together, dude. They're yeah. the glue person. Especially that job was like all producer. Oh like, my God, yeah, it's so interesting. So interesting. Also like, timekeeper like on yeah. that's how it goes I, I my first music video i shot ever in la or in the states we missed the sunset like oh one of oh, our models wow. had a meltdown we like oh, put no. us back an hour and it was just like this thing we like missed the sunset and, like i can you not the last 40 seconds of the music video just like wasn't shot and i was like i to this day i've never had that issue <laughs> and it just scarred me and i was like i and i've always been pressed for time for sunset it's like the mm -hmm. sunset panic and I was just like, Reese, you are in charge to make sure we are not behind. Like if we are behind, you know, and you know we're behind at 2 p.m. and sunset's not till six, you have to fix it. Right. <laughs> and it's up to you. <laughs> you tell me what to do. Uh, and I'll be like, oh, I'm getting one more shot. He's like, no, you're not. Camera's over here. <laughs> you know, and like he he's really the director behind the scenes. So is know? he like the AD and the producer kind of like? Yeah, we like since then we actually have like a, it's it's funny enough, it's Reese's cousin, but he's this amazing, I thought he was like trying to plug his cousin. And I was like, ah, oh, we'll give him a shot. He's the best thing ever. His name's Hudson. Um, and he was like an amazing assistant director because he also just like learned my style and he had right. worked for me for four years and um, still does, but now he's more like contracted, but he was full time for two years on a percentage. And then he was like, kind of like proving it while he was in school and getting integrated. But yeah, AD, Huge that's dude. Okay, so you've done shoots where you're filming and kind of directing like the run and gun stuff. You've also done work where you're just the director. Do you have like a piece of advice for someone who's wanting to get out of that? Like I'm doing everything myself and kind of working on higher budget, bigger productions and like being that sole director. Yeah, uh, don't do music videos, <laughs> actually. It's like, uh, I would actually think it's really valuable for people to hear because music has changed, right? Because of TikTok and everything. Uh, everyone needs to look at it like a song as a business, right? Everyone's got points, that's a percentage in a company, right? Mm -hmm. The song, and it's gonna generate money and then people get paid out appropriately. Um, and then there's like marketing, right? Music videos and all this content. They, and they and it's from a label, you're like, all right, this song costs, you know, $50,000, $20,000 to promote. $20,000 for a music video is is not crazy, right? Mm -hmm. But $20,000, they now are like, how, how are we gonna get that back on streams? And when you release a song, 
so or say a hundred thousand dollars, right? We put a hundred thousand dollars towards marketing, music videos, social content, everything. Now they got to make that money back up, and they don't even know if it's going to hit. Mm-hmm. And so TikToks allow people to test. So there's actually every artist is releasing demos, songs that are 15, 20 seconds long that aren't even finished. They don't even plan to finish them. They're just there were ideas that they made in a session, and it's not even finished. They're like, why don't we just post it on TikTok? And if it starts getting traction, we'll get back in the studio and finish that business. It's crazy. And Smart. then we'll launch the business. But unless like it's being tested and there's a consumer for the product, why even finish it? Why send it to master? Why get songwriters involved? Why start issuing the points, the LLC mm-hmm. documents of it all? And so like Chainsmokers have like six songs out on their TikTok that like will never come out because they just didn't do well. And they're like 20 second teasers that are online. And it's so, like, so interesting. yeah, it's crazy. And they just didn't do well. And they pushed them four or five times and just no one's interacting with it. Self-destruction that just came out hit really well and it was like one of these things that some people loved it some people didn't behind the scenes and it was like oh it's working and drew and alex want to finish it and it's a great song and uh yeah so anyways with that being said with music videos it's like you're not getting twenty thousand dollars to go shoot a music video it's like hey can we give you a day rate to go shoot five tiktoks with this Mm. can we give you five grand to go make something, you know, a little bit bigger or whatever. We, even if it's just 10 grand, it's like you're getting small little things to test. And then like, like up and down is a perfect example. Is like, if that song hits, we're going to go do a big music video. And then you, then you can get the budget, but you're just rolling the dice. And it's such a slippery slope because you're being sold on like a really cool song that you really like with an artist you really like. And you're just like at the slot machine saying, I'm going to invest all my time up front for a potential opportunity that this goes and they're gonna give me a bigger budget. So like music videos were hard in 2018 because you had to just like be the one that someone wanted to hand $50,000 to. Now it's that and it, the song has to hit, which it's so hard for a song to hit. So yeah. it's just like, if you're trying to make any music videos, it's purely gotta be a passion thing. And if it's a passion thing and you're trying to do it with a big team, bring this full circle is it's like, you need now five people that are all in the same boat. It's like, hey, everyone's gonna get paid $200 or for free, but we're gonna make something cool. Right. Um, and like some people are down for that, some people aren't. But it's like, it, by the third time around, you're like, I'm tired of asking people to do shit for free. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's facts, yeah. That happened with Kid Leroy though. He didn't have the full Addison Rae song that popped off and went viral on TikTok. Then Addison Ray got a hold of it. She was like, hey, can you send me the song? This is sick. And he's like, finish. oh, I have to go make the song because <laughs> right. I just have this like 15 snippet. second snippet. Let's go yeah. back though to that, to the self-destruction. Is it self-destruction mode? Self-destruction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They threw yeah. mode in there. I, I forgot. Yeah, well, mode. Yeah, we'll <laughs> cop it in there just like that. Um, the fucking so many cool things going on in that fucking video. The little focus just to get real technical with it mm. oh yeah dude brayden's been doing that lately it freaks me out i think he's gonna <laughs> yeah the i take it off so, but they they latched me down today <laughs> yeah. so i couldn't take it off anymore he's also so, strapped to the seat yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm t- i'm tucked in here the like focus shifting thing you did that was did were you pulling focus really fast like, nah, just was, well, it's like lens whacking which like you, oh uh, the lens if you, whack. if you look in the corners there's like the vignette so the lens actually comes all the way off and oh, then you're just what? like you're literally like smacking it oh in. my god wait That's so the, what that le- is? the lens Dude. isn't attached to the camera no in that in that video uh in what? the lebron video i did i fucking had it off and i used it as a transition so like the light in the arena just shot in yeah. and it looked really cool and i was like yeah. oh that could be fun and i just took three frames and you, you like fucked up you like took it off while you're still recording no 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 i, I meant to do it i was oh, trying yeah. to see if it could get something cool because there's like a bunch of cool lights in it boom and it just so your, your lens came off by accident yes, and totally you are saying that it's a really <laughs> sick transition so you're filming no. them it's like pretty wide angle and then you're just like taking it off and put that's so fucking yeah. cool. not that i need to spill all your secrets no no, no i mean this is like a this is like a normal this is like a common thing Fuck, in uh like like you never seen it's actually heavy heavy metal like, like if you actually look like there's no like proper heavy metal bands that are like current and relevant but like I grew up, one of my brothers was like mad into like screamo music and stuff. Mm. And like, that was like a film technique early on in music videos. Um, and like almost like rack focusing like super fast. Yeah. You can do that, but there is this sort of like shift that happens. Cause the, the lens is angling down mm. a bit. Um, you're like losing the focus, you're letting light in. So there's a lot going mm. on at once yeah. and you can do it so much faster than you can spin a ring. Mm. Um, it was fun. Dude. God, it looked yeah, so it was cool. fun. Was, it was like, boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, dude, right how away. the fuck did he do yeah. that? Well, cause we were like, how are we, we need like crazy visual mm. energy cause the drop is so big. 
and we didn't know if we were going to have like what's crazy is i literally have this email i was like this is what's going to happen we're going to shoot a video on the pier that is cool but it's going to be lacking in the drop because it's such a big drop and you mm. want drew to be walking around so I was like this is what's going to happen that's i'm going to deliver it. it's gonna be great it's gonna be better than what you thought it was going to be the, the the course is going to be lacking energy we, I'm suggesting right now that we should approve an AI budget to get it AI done on top of it. Have the guy, I would love to do this in advance so we're not rushed. And the only thing that's changing between rushing it and not rushing it is the quality of work of the AI. And they were just like, no, let's see it shot first. And it played out literally by the script I laid out. And it's to the point now where I'm like comically just being like, this is, let me tell you how the future is gonna go. Right. <laughs> and I'm just like laying it out. And then, yeah, so. Uh, that's yeah, we had funny. AI and and then oh and then also I was like also the album art is a Ferris wheel on fire. We're shooting at a Ferris wheel. We should just like VFX of the Ferris wheel being on fire at the end or at some part. But if you're trying to keep the budget down, we'll just keep it to six seconds at the end for the outro. <laughs> right. But if you want to like fire it up, like what if all the performance stuff was like them in the Ferris wheel and it was like like oh, flares and fire happening sick. during it? Like you really turn up the music video. But I was like, that's time and money. Right. How, how do you how do you work with them? Because I, I think a lot of people are working with clients and sometimes they get the shorter end of the stick. And so it sounds like you're very collaborative on that process. How do you tell them like, yo, this is going to be way better and your idea is not as good in a nice way? Uh, well, that's the thing is they didn't have an. Well, actually, to credit, they were like, we want. They were like, can you go walk around the Ferris wheel we want, or walk around the, the Santa Monica Pier? And that was their idea. And then I run with that from there. So you just, you go above and beyond, make it bigger, make it better, and then yeah, send it to them. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, I, I have a relationship with them where they're like, make what you want to make, but like, we just thought this would be a good fit. Mm -hmm. And like, run down the rabbit hole until it's not a good fit. Um, yeah, I mean, like even like the management was like, what if Drew's walking around with a girl and there's like this, there was like a cheesy intro scene and we're like, we like the pier, we're not doing any narrative here. Um, and we just told them that and yeah. yeah it doesn't need it. Yeah. Well, if you're running gun, like what camera are you using? If it's just uh, like running around? Sony a7S three. Really? That's what you shot that video on? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Didn't, Dude, didn't did you shoot the, what'd you shoot the Lennon Stella one on? Black Magic? Yeah, the Black that Magic. was crazy. We basically... Uh, we sh broke up into halfway through. Uh -huh. We lost like a couple hours. Reese just posted something about this where it was like, uh, we had a rain delay and then there was clouds. So Drew and Alex missed their helicopter <laughs> escort into the, and the helicopter pad was right next to the vessel. So we got like, and we all, we had like the whole courtyard blocked off of Hudson Yards, which is crazy for like six hours. And there's three, there's Lennon Stella, Chainsmokers and, uh, Anilinium that all need to be highlighted in it oh and we're like delayed you know two hours and we have to make it up and i was like we're breaking up into teams and we split our shot lift in half and i just had my other like second because we we're going to shoot like two angles on everything mm -hmm. and i was like you're just solo i'm solo and you hit your was it josh no it's uh zach moxley down zach down. yes mm -hmm. yes yeah. yes that was cool i like that one yeah a lot. he's and, a legend and you had johnny right with the fpv yeah yeah, yeah. Man, that's so crazy that you're just ripping these yourself, these crazy music videos. I mean, like, that that was like a mass. I mean, that was right. a, that was a team. But it is it is this running gun approach, and I I think you people overcomplicate with bigger rigs. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, your picture quality and the whole feel of it, yeah. you know, like yeah, the handheld feels feels very much more cinematic than what we have. But we're talking about like very niche nuances that like we pick up and the general public doesn't. And you know, specifically like Chainsmokers values it just being done quicker and cheaper than having like those nuances and so as long as they're okay with that then that's so the future dude that's yeah. where it's all going it is running gun i feel like dude get it done in two days don't spend don't bring 40 people a team of grips and a7s3 is fucking great <laughs> you know, it's this big yeah it's that it's so fucking cool so, dude yeah, it shoots in the shoots in night mode off you know quick. yeah take the lens off quick you don't have to get three <laughs> acs PL thing getting the pl dude, mount off that's my big i want we, we do like one i do like uh i used to do like a dji like launch campaigns commercials mm -hmm. and we'd have we shoot on red and, like, and i literally was like two years in a row i was like why are we not shooting this on a7s and, and then at the end of the last one i was like i will not do this commercial ever again if we unless we shoot on a7s3 jesus how did you sony get connected with that with <laughs> <laughs> that? sony just clipped that for sure just, yeah i mean I'm, I, now sony actually sponsors me so i have all yeah. my own gear mm. and what's crazy self-destruction mode what's the zv something zv10 the crazy stabilized yeah. one i was like we're yeah. shooting this all handheld can we do a BTS where 
we'll do like body cams and show that. And we actually have some body cam stuff. They're so bad with responding. It's insane. Um, Canon's like crushing them from the creator side of it. Mm. Cause they have real people to like, Sony just like signed some agency that oh. like is supposed to be helping with that. And I literally got zero. I spent this, I was like, this is who I am. This is when I first got my gear. This is what gear I was given. This is like all this stuff. And they just like never responded. And I was like, great. didn't great you, communication. Didn't your agency literally get hired because no one responded before <laughs> and you're supposed to be responding. It was crazy. But uh, yeah, I hit him up and I was like, this would be a perfect thing. They, they updated my gear and we're doing it for the next one, whenever that is. But um, fuck, that's yeah. so cool, dude. Yeah, that's insane. When, when you first started touring with them, right? It was with Rory Kramer, correct? Yeah. Do you have any advice that Rory told you when you were starting out in that job or just even even now that still kind of stayed true? Yeah, there was two things. And I vividly remember calling him like the week before. I was like, what, uh, any advice? Um, the first thing he was just like, if you don't wear gym shorts around Drew and Alex, and if you do tie them very tight, because Alex was like pantsing everyone. He had this huge <laughs> pantsing face. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like a reflective yeah, or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it's <laughs> great. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought I was gonna get something yeah, reflective. Yeah. I was like, I, I was really calling. I was like having big moments. Like, well, this is happening. This uh, is happening. like this is just me on the mm -hmm. road solo. And he's like, just don't wear it. He's like, dude, you'll be filming something. You'll be in front of like a sorority or something. And he goes for your boxers. <laughs> and uh, yeah, pray it's not cold. There's a right. there's a there was a actually there's a group chat where. Um, where Rory was sharing old tour videos that had been taken down and uh, just because it wasn't embodying the brand that they're trying to push out. <laughs> it's like very much the Chainsmokers in their college year. Um, but it's like showing Rory getting pants. Like it was, Rory put it in his own video of like him getting pants because like Alex had someone else film it and like so it's savage. Funny. Anyways, that was that was a big thing. And I was like, no way. And, <laughs> and sure enough, like Alex tried to pants me a couple of times. It's like his way of breaking the ice. Yeah. Um, we had a truth to tell. I got him pretty good and then and I was like, I'm never going to pants you again. And so long as that, it's like, you can't pants me. But if I break that threshold, free game. <laughs> so like, I just never do it. Um, and then the other thing, he was just like, he's like, make what you want to make, which is such like a top level, uh, uh, like, you know, very, you hear that all the time in very general. But like, if, I think if you were to, as a creator, if it's like stuff's not popping for you and, and you're like, struggling with burnout, uh, getting clients you like, doing what you like. I think it's just like, it, it helps you and it steers you in the right path every single time. Cause you're like, I hate this client. You're like, make what I want to make. You're like, I can't with this client. It's great. Then don't have that client, mm -hmm. you know? But he's like, okay, well, but I'm doing it for the money. And then great, you're doing it for the money and not because, you know, so make a decision, be an adult, be like, oh, I'm not doing this because it's what I want to make, but it's because it's a great paycheck. In 2017, I DM'd you and like you were, I don't remember what you were at, but you said, I, I asked you, I was like, hey, I was probably a year into making videos and I was like, I see you doing great stuff. Like, how do I work on higher budget things? And that was very similar to your advice. And I remember being a little mad because I was like, dude, this guy's doing all the good stuff. He tells me to make better stuff. Dude. Like, you know? <laughs> no, no. But, but then I, I look back at it now and you said, make the stuff that you want to make and it'll all start to fall into place. And I was like, fuck dude. Okay. Like I'm, I'm right. going to, I'm going to make, I want to vlog. So I'm going to make vlogs and like, I, I just really appreciate you responding. I just yeah. want to say thank you. Hell yeah. 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 I was, I, I responded like early on. I responded i'd say up until like fifty thousand followers i responded to every dm that ever came through because mm -hmm. it was like i felt like i it was a backbone of my career was people responding to my direct messages yeah um but i mean it's funny people i feel like people i've pissed off a lot of people with responses and dms my brother literally just got mad at me because he was like he's asked he once a year he asked me like what camera should i get mm -hmm. and i'm just like well, you haven't bought the last three ones <laughs> and so but i'm like the camera the the camera you're going to use. Yeah. And I sent him is. that and I was like, and this is my top choice. Right. And I sent him a thing and he was just like, what the fuck is this? You know, whatever. And, and like, he thought I was just blowing him off. Didn't have time for him. And I was like, I will go on any podcast and be like the best camera yeah. for you is the one you're going to use. Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. when we were walking up here, I told you I used an iPhone at in, in Vegas yeah. and I was like, that's the camera I had to use, mm -hmm. you right. know? And it's because I, yeah. Anyways, that was, I, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I love it. I remember I sent you a, Clip for the seventy five thousand collab. You did? Didn't Shit. get in. Yeah. Really? Classic. I don't think so. Classic. Maybe really quick, but I was like, 
<laughs> it wasn't that good in hindsight. In hindsight, I was like, you know, it wasn't my best. Which clip was it? That's I, so funny. Do you feel confident rolling it right now? Is it that good of a clip? <laughs> no, 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 no. You wouldn't put it in your own podcast. Dude, dude. I wasn't good then. I wasn't good then. <laughs> I'm still not good, but I'm better now. That's so funny, dude. Holy shit. Just while we're, while we're airing our grievance. Yeah, I love that. What were the clips? It was like jumping off a cliff. 75 classic, dude. Any backflip? Yeah, it was the backflip. How did you not? Cliff wasn't high enough. I feel like it might have. You know, it wasn't a good. It was like I had like a. I feel like I was just ripping GoPros back then. He wanted the A7S2. I didn't have it. I, oh, yeah. dude, I didn't have it. I had like a T3i and like a GoPro. So you're, you know, you were getting. The I best feel like stuff. I made. I made like a little moment, five second moment where I threw like. All the 15, shittier stuff. All, no, no, no. All the backflips. I was like, <laughs> this, is the, this is the seven <laughs> seconds of every backflip That's that was submitted. So and I like tried, like, it was like a very scrappy, just match cut to them all. But uh-huh. that was such a good idea, though. I thought yeah. that was such a cool yeah. way Keep to like. The also, the next involved. one is that one, fi- which I'm, my, my stuff has been frozen. I literally hit up Instagram. I was like, Justin Bieber, Charlie D'Amelio, and uh, who was it? And like a massive brand like had tagged me all in a 72 hour period. I was like, I've grown nine followers. <laughs> wow. What the fuck? And I just yeah, said, weird. What's going on? <laughs> like, is this app broken? Yeah. They're like, and Let me was- look into it for you. And then like, after an audit, we saw nothing and my shit went up like 9k the next day or whatever really? and i was just like i don't know what's going on <laughs> they shadow banned your ass or yeah, something. I, so I, I, I point blank ass i was like i'm using music by a lot of artists i'm cleared by a lot of labels to use a lot of their stuff like i also some of it i'm not like i probably should be like banned for some mm-hmm. of the stuff i'm using so i was just like is there a particular piece that i should take down mm-hmm. like work with me here and it was like nope nothing out of the normal like should be good just try to stay more consistent or something like that. I'm just like, just make the stuff you want to make. One fifty thousand, dude. I'm gonna send you the coolest clips. You got, got a few years. You, gotta, yeah, you gotta I'm go. gonna be undeniable clips. Yeah, that dude. Crazy story. That that concept got me hired by Movement Watches. Oh, cool. Um, and that was like the that one movement campaign, which was what they called it, which no one would know unless you put two and two together, but. It was hosted yeah. by me. I edited it and announced it, but it was like a call out to movement community, submit a clip, same format. They, the second version of that, they, uh, the founders used that to pitch Movado to be like to no. when they sold the company. And it was like, wow. they took the room to Movado executives and were like, played the video and they were like, this is our community. Like Fire. this is our brand is it's every creator all bonding together about like living their best life, traveling, blah, blah, blah. And like, this was a video submitted by them. That's how engaged they are. And Movado's like, wait, you have watch consumers sending you content so and cool. being in your video and whatever. And like, you know, movement sold because it's a cool brand, not because it's this crazy premium watch. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so to like that format, I think is just brilliant. That's amazing. You've talked about like a few brands that you've had the opportunity to work with. Movement, DJI, LSKD, you did a collab with them. You're saying that you're getting these opportunities based off of your social presence and you've done a really good job of cultivating an audience on social. How much of your work comes from like just people seeing your stuff and reaching out versus you doing outreach? I'm sure you're getting a lot of inbound like now in your career, but like maybe a little bit earlier on, were you doing a lot of outreach or just going out and making the stuff that you wanted to make? Yeah, I think it's both. Um, <clears throat> and and you have to do both. I don't think you're like, like if you're crushing it and making like, you're making a half million dollars without doing outreach, you're missing out on another half million dollars from the outreach you could be doing. And it's like, you're making good money. Build it, like to build a team be or yeah. hire someone that's smarter than you to build a team and to do it. Outreach is really hard though. Cause it's like, unless you're making a half million dollars, no one wants to be your sales guy. You know, like no one wants to be like, Hey, like I represent Costa, you know, like, like that will be like a year long thing. And then the person's like, Hey man, I need to go make money elsewhere. Cause I'm like on, you're not paying that person $70,000 a year. They're on commission and like a small thing. It's not sustainable. So like outreach is hard. Cause you just ultimately have to kind of be the one doing it without it feeling like super stale and just like copy and pasted. Um, so I just see it as like a, it's like a weekly thing. That's like, you're always just being top of mind and like, I think it's important to like create late relationships, touch in with people. I always try to like hang out with my clients, like my DJI contact, like always try to hang out with them like two or three times a year. Um, and it's easier too when they're like cool people. And I think that's where like the consistent relationships happen. 
Um, but I, yeah, also from cold outreach, like that's what I did at an ad agency as an, I started as an intern and got a full-time job and I was doing cold outreach for an agency called conscious minds out of Pasadena. But we, we were doing like Nike's Inst- like oh we were the first people to like make content for nike's instagram back in like 20 they before i was even there they were doing it like 2013 wow. so they like launched nike on instagram and then uh when i got on we actually all were on nda for kobe bryant's retirement so oh, we knew crazy. kobe was retiring and we were making like the media and the captions and copy of like a legend was retiring like all things all good mm-hmm. things come down new chapters blah, blah blah it was like nike was talking about that for like a year or two before kobe retired and wow. it was like framing their network so anyways that was cool agency that I did outreach for. And then, um, and that also goes back to what I wanted to say about the, like doing things you like. Um, you mentioned vlogs. Like I just started a series called, uh, last week be my own boss, which was like, I I think I wrestled with that concept for like a year and not even that concept. I was just like, I need to be doing like, I do way too much cool stuff to not showcase it for so many reasons. And the bare minimum is like, when I'm older, you're going to want to see, this stuff, you know, and I did like 15 second videos when I did this, uh, back, uh, I did South Africa stay abroad as well, made a 15 second video every day, shot and edited on an iPhone five just, and it was, it wasn't for like, to be cool. It was literally just like, I, my, everyone was like, you have to journal every day. And that was like the thing our group did. Everyone was journaling and I had just done a journal for like 60 days and hated it, but I loved the end product, but I hated the process. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to do video and uh love that so i was like i should be doing that now um but i also the hard part was like making it so there is that sort of like education of like who i am why i'm doing it and to sort of like educate you of like you could also hire me to do this for you like you look at this look at me working also look at the lifestyle um and also make it sustainable in a way that's like low production value like i can shoot on iphone and I think, uh, yeah. So like that format I've like really enjoyed and I felt like I've found this unlock and then like, you know, my C4 deal came from that oh, cool. um, loosely. Like someone, someone had, su- someone had suggested me to the point of contact. She was like, I don't, I know all these like uh, female creators that are doing this narrative bit of lifestyle, like super authentic iPhone content, vlog stuff. She's like, I don't know any guys that do it. And she asked one of her guy friends, it was like, yeah, this guy, Jer-. and I, I don't even know who it is. Um, I'm going to try to figure it out. But uh, it's like, I started that say, the four weeks ago, you know, five weeks Amazing. ago. Um, so it's like that it has, you know, and I've, I've been booked, you know, the uh, Hong Kong tourism board came from like that sort of vlog style, like iPhone, that's super like authentic thing. So it's like a lot of my work this year, specifically outside of tours has actually been not like outside of music there's like high level brand and like right now i'm sitting like a lot of influencer stuff has come through and it's just because i've been putting myself out there more from like a a content format that i like and bags <laughs> bags <laughs> yeah no i like i love that i saw one of your captions was like i should really be posting or like getting better shots of me like sending emails or like doing calls or whatever like the yeah. bullshit i just think that's so important to like even preface that at all like you don't even have to show it but just talk about you know like it's not all like the fucking sickest backflips yeah stuff. backflips and movie yeah. stars the you hard- are you are doing some fucking cool shit you just got your avalanche certification yeah that yeah shit, that was cool dude. which also that's crazy i literally a, a pro snowboarder that i met last year um he trains with sean white and his coach so his coach coaches sean white and him wow. um and we hung out with his coach and him he called and i haven't talked to him in a year and he's like hey man can we get on a call i want to talk to you about a project he's basically trying to like document his process going from the park competing in half pipe and taking to the back country and being like coached and he's like one, you have a Sea-Doo plug, which owns Ski-Doo. So how do we get snowmobiles sponsored? Oh, and then Ski-Doo two, is a thing? Yeah, I didn't ski, know that yeah. was a thing. Uh, Ski-Doo is the snowmobiles. The Sea-Doo stuff's fun. Yeah. We go to like Catalina and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's owned by a parent company called BRP, and they do all like the side-by-side off-roads. It's actually all the same parts and motors in all three. No way. Wow. Yeah, cool. it's just a different body. Makes sense. Oh, interesting. Um, and he's like, one how do we get an intro so we can get sponsored skis Two, do you want to document this and create a series out of it? And you can like own all the rights to it. And I was like, yeah. And I was like telling him, I was like, yeah, I also got my certification. Like, that's why I'm calling you is because we saw that you have your Abbey certification. Like we would never, and that's the thing in the back country is like, you would never, we wouldn't take someone into a production that doesn't have, doesn't have the work for it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, 
you would never take someone skydiving unless they have the certification. It's like you wouldn't take someone in the backcountry unless they could dig dig you out of an like we all were going down a hill. It's like, you know, if yeah. I if if uh you know if you get caught mm-hmm. in an avalanche, it's like what if I don't know what to do? Mm-hmm. You'd right. be like, well, now you're just like a burden while I'm trying to find my friend. Yeah, your liability. Mm-hmm. Your liability. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, like that that could be a cool project. Who knows if it actually happens? But like. Skidoo was like, we're down. Like, how much social content can we get from it? So we're now having the conversation. Be like, yeah, we can get you units. That's oh, cool. Fuck, let's that's go, so cool. dude. So you have like, seems like you have a good amount of free time to do like other stuff on the weekends. I don't know what your like schedule is um, with the Chainsmokers touring. You split time with Spencer Miller. Mm-hmm. Okay, was that your idea to like bring him on? And was that going back to when you were like, I got to reshift my like my mindset going into this stuff. Like I need to bring on a second shooter. I don't want to get burnt out. Um, I know Spencer, he's great. And this will allow me to do other opportunities yeah. as well. Yeah. So Rory, Rory was shifting with Bieber and he, w- he actually got signed full time. I did a full year just solo by myself. And I was like, this is getting aggressive. And um, I think everyone like Drew and Alex are like very tapped in businessmen. And I think they're like, they see when someone's getting burnt out or not giving their best. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, I think they saw it too. And I just like reached out and I was like, Hey man, like I, I like think we should bring someone else, like another person on just so I can tag team with similar to when Rory was on. And they're like, great, send us some options. And I sent through Spencer Miller and they're like, we literally just had him over at the studio 72 hours ago. Um, and they're like, if you like, like he's, a, his work speaks for itself and that they vibed at the studio. And then I would, popped his name in so it all happened within like the same week um and then yeah like it having i think that's essential like i don't know if like loud luxury had another person rotating but like that i that is the backbone which is another thing like going back to like getting out of the way and like you're not that cool and it's like it's not all about you and it's like this actually when you remove yourself a bit it makes everything so much more sustainable right yeah no i didn't have a second shooter which is why i quit because <laughs> i got too burnt out yeah it's, i mean it's hard and i got to a point where i was so burnt out that it wasn't like oh if i do every other weekend yeah. i'm down it was like i just need a full-on break from touring yeah good but i left on good terms with them and they're like if you ever want to come back sick um yeah, and I, I would encourage you to just like to tap in too because yeah. it's like even if it's one of those things that you go you go out to do once every like twice a year. Mm-hmm. What a cool thing to just yeah, like right. stay in touch with people. Like yeah. at the end of the day, like you want them to treat you like a friend. Totally. Right. So treat them like a friend and you would go hang out, you know, you would go travel with someone to go see their yeah. show and whatnot. So like change that perspective and be like, I just want to be friends with you and then go do it for free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be like, yo, I want to come out and hang out and yeah. literally do what you used to be paid for. Be like, I don't want to get paid by you. I just want to be able to like pop in and be a homie. And then you're the goat. Like, <laughs> right. yeah, then you're like, and they love you. Right, it's <laughs> a good idea. Yeah. That's so. And then fun. you do it twice a year, and then when you're like in Croatia with your friends, and you see them in town, you're yeah. like, "Let's go." Yo, I'm partying with my friends. And I don't even have my camera. I'm coming through with like five people, and you're like, "Yeah, dude, you're, you you've stayed in touch. You've done stuff for free." It's a, well, yeah. then I would hit up Jacob, their tour manager, and be like, "Yeah, Joe took all the spots for guest list. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you want to buy a ticket, you right. come to the show." Yeah, yeah. that's funny. <laughs> Sounds about right, dude. I think uh, I think you've done an awesome job at just diversifying as a creative. And I wanted to dive into these different streams and how they've came about. So we have. This one pillar that's the destination masterminds that you do with Jacob, yep. right? You have this other pillar. I remember you did a coaching situation. I don't know. Are you still doing that or no? Yeah. It's, You're still uh, we, I mean, we're not like actively selling it. We, I think we, it's down right now mm-hmm. um, until we can put more attention to it. But there is this online community that's epic. Sweet. Sick. Okay. And then we got, we're making stuff. And then you yourself are a brand making stuff. Where, where do you kind of see these next six, 12 months with you as a business? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. There's, I, I think also going back to like why I'm like, I want to film myself doing emails and stuff more. It's like, we have an agency that's epic and it's not like intentionally it wasn't on social and it wasn't this like public thing that we have like a landing page and people like you kind of have to dig for it, it's word of mouth, which I like intentionally was like, that's what I want to be. I want to be this like non flashy social media thing. I want to be like a solid you're here for real work, not mm-hmm. because Jeremiah is an influencer or he worked with the chain smokers. Um, now I think we're ready to like showcase that. And I'm like so bad at documenting it. So it's like, no one really knows, you know, unless mm. you do the deep digging. 
Um, so I think that's like, that's a staple. And I think that's like an amazing system we've been able to build. It's a hard cookie to crack to like have a five person team with consistent work and like getting people paid. Um, that being said, we're speaking with like two other agencies about merging, which could be like really exciting and huge. Um, so business could go that way at the end of the day, I'm going to continue to do like all of it. Um, Mm. I want to design clothes when it, it's fun. Like it's a passion thing. I'm like not, I think I'll make like five grand a year on like anything I make from like hats and clothes and merch or whatever, which like I got to bring my designs and like what I wanted to wear to life and see other people. And like when you see people at like a film festival wearing your stuff or like Bieber's tour manager somehow got a hold of my hat because another tour manager handed it to me. You're like, no, this is crazy. Like people right. are like, I still see the first, I don't know if you know, I made like a first LSKD hat collab. It wasn't this one. It was another one. It's a brown one, right? It was the brown no, and black. No, it was all black. It was black on black. Okay. Um, and like my, I don't even own one. I like I've lost them, worn <laughs> them all. And I have friends that like still have them. I'm like, this thing is vintage. Like this thing was made four years ago, you know, five years ago or whatever. And yeah, so I think, I think I'm going to like, again, doing what I want to do and like uh, making what I want to make. I think that's important. And then I think the real question is, is like what the thing that I'm like really focusing attention on, like uh long-term uh, like income of like what's sustainable that doesn't show require me to show up. Like, what can I build? And it's like, what, like that energy to build that, you know, what is that going to look like? I think that's like the question. Um, and it'll be more in that agency zone. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I love it. We have one last question. Mm-hmm. Fire away. Advice to your 18 year old self. If you could talk to Jeremiah at 18, 18. <laughs> Damn. One more, one more. Keep try. Saying yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This falsetto is incredible. Um, man, I, I've got a nothing aspirational at all. It's probably something very dumb. Uh, what comes to mind is honestly like along the lines of journaling, but like tracking. I could not tell you. I have three passports filled. I could not tell you what countries I have been to and haven't. Really? Like I know some of them, mm. but there's some crazy ones I've been to that I'm like, I think so, <laughs> which is crazy, right? Uh, like, why do you like part of the, I think I feel like part of the tour experience was like to go everywhere and to like say you had been to places, which is like dumb in itself. But like when you're 18, that's really sick. And I'm so glad I did it, but it's like, I, I didn't like, sl- it's hard to slow down for it. But even like, even when you go to a nice restaurant, just like put a, pin, like, I wish it would have, I guess mm. this is it. I would have pinned Google pins and had just mm. like a crazy library of sick. like, dope spots That's and it's amazing. like oh i'm in taipei where where have i eaten before and there's like two pins in taipei and you're like oh this is where i ate the yeah, like whatever barbecue with the chain smokers you know and you're like <laughs> yeah. let's go back there yeah fire you know? that's, that's amazing i love that dude i appreciate you coming on we're gonna link all of jeremiah's socials below make sure to hit that subscribe button hit leave a like and we'll see you all next week peace later bye